Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, happy Tuesday, my man. How are you, friend? Pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. Uh, some exciting things are coming our way, and, you know, it's just, it's just getting better and better, man. I think uh, we're starting to see some of the fruits of our labor, so... You know, Slowly. things are coming together yeah. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll share some of these uh, details with you guys probably in the next week or so, I would think so. Nothing to yeah. let out of the, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but we're, we're, we got something really, really cool coming up here. Really, really cool, man. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I know, I can't stress it enough. I really want to tell the world now, but you know what? I think this is something we'll just save um build up anticipation guys and gals underneath you you will see all our links to all our social media pages please hit them all up like and subscribe or i guess subscribe at least wherever you can subscribe and uh on the youtube channel please hit that notification button it means the world the numbers are going up people are listening people want to listen to us man how does that make you feel there, there's a bunch of people out there who actually want to hear what we have to say means we're doing something right well, I think we're just growing this man organically and making it, you know, what it is. And slowly but surely, I mean, for our newer listeners, I don't know if that story is being told these days, but the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady yeah. win the race, right? I mean, not too slow, but steady for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely building up here. It's been good. No, we're getting better and better. And uh, if everything goes the way I, I envision it in my head, I envision it on my vision board, I envision it and manifest it. Uh, the next couple of weeks should be huge. Very big. I think very, so. I very, think so. Very big. For us, very big. Yeah, I think right? so. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping at this point, this very big becomes just a common thing for us. I hope so, man. I hope so. Right? So that's what we're gearing up for. And, uh, you know, let's just keep on going here. But you know what? We're here to talk wrestling, man. Uh, boxing's been killing it. We've been, we've been doing great numbers out there. But we have to give back to the community that we love as well. Yep. So let's get into it, man. We're yesterday, as of yesterday, 19 days away. So I guess today would make it 18 days away till the show of the immortals, the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania 39, SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California. Raw last night. I think it was okay. I don't think it was a great yeah. Raw. Uh, so. But I mean, it was still exciting. There's a lot there to kind of, you know, digging and you know kind of i don't know well i i guess the one thing i really enjoyed about this particular raw was a we finally got the edge versus Finn Balor match set yeah hell in the cell yeah so we got a hell in the cell at wrestlemania which is i don't think there's been a hell in the cell since 2008 since taker and trips had theirs i, I, I could be wrong right i could be wrong but i can't recall another hell in the cell at mania since then so you know, this is kind of cool. Uh, Hell in the Cell is making its return as well. So, yeah. cool. um, you know, at Mania too. So that should be interesting. Now, here's the question. Is this the first night or the second night? And if it's on the first night, do they take the hell down? Do they take the cell down for the second night or do they leave it up? Take it down. You think they take it down? Yeah, I don't, I don't see why they leave it up there. It can be blocking people's view in the rate of the screen, depending where you're sitting. I think if it is the first night, I think they take it down. Do, who knows? I would have to put this on the first night. I would I would put it on the first night. You know, I yeah, could almost sure. I could almost see this being the curtain jerker, the first match of the night. It's possible. It's possible. But I mean, you got two quality guys there. You know, you want that crowd to get worked up, right? I mean, if you're thinking about it, now if we're looking at the card, 
I mean, the one thing I can say that I know that Triple H is looking at, he wants, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Hunter is looking to make this card not oversaturated with, with matches, but, you know, have less matches, but give them more time to build more quality uh, moments and things like which that. Which is going to piss people off because people will be laughing about the card. This, this is when the heat starts coming on. They're going to start shit talking. I'm saying, you know what? I should have known that guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's all going to, he's going to feel it now. He's never had this kind no, of pressure. He's, no, he's going to feel it. And it's no different than when they did it to Vince or whoever else was in charge at the time. It's just whoever's running that. But it's not just Triple H in charge. He's got guys ahead of him that would say, hey, you know what? No, no, you're making this mania longer because we got this and that. You have no choice. So it's not just him. We'll see what they say, but I don't know. Well, like I said, I mean, I mean, I don't think I don't see outside of talent screaming and stuff. I think it's more of a benefit for the fans. I'd rather see a quality match than a fucking five minute, you know, nonsense match. And then a bunch of stupid filler in between. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll give this to AEW. They do this right with their pay-per-views. They, they focus the pay-per-view on matches. It's all a lot of nonsense backstage. It's, it's like right into the next match. You might have a couple of backstage segments. Yeah, but they're a little more focused on wrestling. WWE brings that entertainment flavor, right? So I hope Vince is telling Triple H guys, hey, we got to have some sort of entertainment. This is wrestling is not just matches; it's entertainers too, right? So yeah, you got to have some it, but the, the music magic, or comedian, right? Yeah, I know they got all that stuff as well. So I mean, it's all going to be sprinkled in there. But in terms of the actual what matches are going to go on this card, I think they're looking towards more quality than quantity, right? Let's see how it plays out. We don't know. We'll we, see how it plays I mean, out, yeah, right? We'll I mean. Again, like I said yesterday, I was, and this kind of ties in exactly to what I wanted to say earlier with Brock and Omos. You know, I wasn't sure about that fight. I didn't know if I liked it. I didn't know if I was interested in it. But last night changed that for me because finally you saw them together in the ring. I was saying all along, I, I take, I said it before, I take that match handy over Bray Wyatt's goofy, silly stuff. Well, so, it's, it's kind better. of interesting. I think it's, it's more suited to Brock. Uh, I, I did notice that they fumbled it a bit there. Omos kind of screwed yeah, up a little bit in my opinion, yeah. right? But I could see Brock was visibly upset. Like he, like he looked pissed off. He was supposed to look pissed off, I guess. But if you know Brock Lesnar and you know the kind of person he is off screen, that pissed him off. Yeah, he didn't look impressed. He was not happy with that at all, man. Like, I mean, if there is a ring general now, I would have to say it's Brock to a certain extent. Like the, the same level of the taker in terms of old school and you know respecting the business and whatnot like considering when brock came onto the scene and stuff he he's really old school mentality when it comes to the business yeah right? he, like, is, uh... he, he holds it close to the hip like i mean he punched Braun Strowman in the face for hitting him too hard oh yeah Braun didn't right? do much back to that what are you gonna do back no How nothing but but that's the kind of guy brock is right so yeah Good thing that happened and Brock was out of the ring because I'm sh I don't know what kind of receipt he would have given Omos because that he looked really awkward. Yeah, he might stiff him at WrestleMania a little bit. Right, right. Might... But but that did look really awkward. Like just the placement of his hand, everything. Like it should have been more fluid, in my opinion. I just I didn't like how they designed that. I don't know why Omos is throwing him over the top rope. Let him do something different. I think I, I think what they were trying. I understand what you're saying, but I think what they were trying to do here is like, hey, first off. Brock's not small. You've seen him yeah. live. I've seen him live. He's a monster, yeah. He's huge. Yeah. But this reminded me of Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez when they faced off the first time. <laughs> Giant Gonzalez. Well, yeah, think about you... it. The sheer size. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the size difference is immense. I mean, even in this case, it's even bigger, it feels like, because Brock, at least Undertaker was 6'11". Yeah. Gonzalez was about the same size as fucking Omos, Omos. I guess. Yeah. 
right? So, I mean, you know, yeah, he looks small, but he still, you know, could, you know, he was up at his chin. Brock's yeah. on his chest, man. He could suck his nipples. Standing. I know. Yeah, Brock's what, 6'3", maybe? 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, yes. But but built like a house, right? Yeah. So, you know, you take all those things into consideration and everything else. I mean, it, it's... uh. I'm excited for that match now. I don't know if it's going to be a great match, you know, based on that one little interaction. They got some work to do there to kind of fix it up. I think it'll be some punch and kick in, toss each other around. But I, I almost wins. Almost will win it. I almost feel that you need to put I see that's a thing. I, I don't know. Blender like, doesn't need it, man. He's already been UFC champ, WWE champ. He can come back to anybody at any time. Almost needs to be like, I beat Brock. I beat know? the toughest man ever. He needs that push because Omos is if he loses, he's gonna keep sliding down. You gotta build this guy. He's young, he's a giant, biggest guy in wrestling, he needs to win. No, so no. I see it. Brock doesn't need it. That's no, what it I doesn't. think. But but then again, I mean it's just okay. So if if I'm only looking at it from this angle here, man. So, uh, I look at it as okay, he lost to Braun, mm. but Brock beat Braun. And so Omos beats Brock. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. I think like, wins and losses like Sessa, they don't really mean much anymore. Nobody, everybody, we we always forget so quick who they fought. We go to the next thing, next thing. It's just like I guess those, I like, don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. one of those guys who doesn't forget, man. I just yeah, kind of look at. I it. think Omar should. If I'm booking, I give Omar the W. Yeah, you know that's fine, but and he, I, you know, and I wouldn't be disappointed with that either, though. Like I, you know, if if that's the case, then that's fine too. I don't have any problem. I like Omos. I like having that big giant, that big attraction, something larger than life, something special to see. Just a regular looking dude all the time. So I, I, I like the guy personally. I, I like him too, but I'll be honest. I also Pretty athletic really for how big he is. People, no, no, he moves well. No, I, I like him too, but I'll be honest. At the same time, I tend to get bored of two-on-one handicap, handicap matches, three-on-one handicap matches. Like I get it. He's an attraction, but I mean... <laughs> I just want a bit more substance for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it sucks. Like, yeah, you're a big guy and you should be a wrestler and you go into wrestling and there's only a handful of the big men that can transcend it, you know? Yeah. Like, I oh. mean, Andre, probably the only guy that I know that, that was able to carry his name through and through and through. Mm. It just, it's just with these big guys, it feels like they're instantly pigeonholed. What can you do with them? Well, Big Show is pretty good. No, no, I get it. But I mean, how many, like, he was a different kind of big guy, if that makes sense. Like, he could talk. He mm. could move. He could he could actually do all the entertainment side of it, right? Yeah. Like, a guy like, like a guy like Omos, a guy like Giant Gonzalez, English is hard to understand in the first yeah. place. Like, when they talk. So that turns people off. Not in a, you know, derogatory or any racist or yeah, prejudice yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's just, if you don't understand the guy, you're not going to pay attention. You're not going to get yeah. Right. You don't you're not invested at all. And then when you see the guy come out and, you know, giant Kali or great Kali and these guys, you he know, was going to entertain out, a great Kali, you know how to entertain, he could dance, but, but, but he could entertain and dance. Right. So almost needs to show a little bit more of that, because right now, the way he's being booked and what he's doing, I'm impressed, but I'm not impressed. I'm almost getting bored of that because we've seen it so many times. Not well, that's why I him. think he's going to beat Brock. So now we can say, I beat Brock. You know, I took this guy down and start yeah, pushing you, him up. Give him a little bit of a push here. Yeah, you give him a push, but to where? You can't put a belt on him. No, I just, you know, could fight other big guys, man. It's, I don't know, maybe fight Braun, Bobby. I don't know, one of those kind of guys. Well, he's gone through Bobby. He lost to Bobby. He lost to Braun. So I guess maybe he is due for a win here. Yeah, I think so. I didn't think about the Bobby side. Speaking of Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt is apparently injured. And uh, that's From why he never wrestles. How did he get injured? 
it's some physical issue that he's dealing with. I don't know. There's no notes on it. There's nothing. It's just something physical is all I know. It could be family related. It could be something, you know, whatever the case may be. That's why he wasn't on SmackDown last week. And that's why Bobby hadn't showed up. So, but what I've understand is, is that this match will still happen. Maybe this just is a way they're building it up or not. But I mean, you got what? Two, two Raws left, three Raws left. So you got to figure this out, man. Got to figure this out. I don't know. Out. I think since Brady come back, it's been lackluster. It's been, I don't know, man. Like, it just, I know people like the Uncle Howdy stuff and he can get scary, then he's goofy. I just think it's been, it's been lackluster. Like, I know people like, oh, we should let McMahon should let him go. But now I kind of see why he let him go. It just, I, I don't know. Well, I think it doesn't help that it took, you came back, you're back for three months. You haven't fought anybody. You haven't done anything. And the first match you have is a fucking rave match with glow sticks yeah, and fucking angel dust. I mean, come on, man. Like, honestly, I like Bray White. I like the character. I like everything he represents. I like what he can possibly do. He potentially do. But, yeah. I think I, he's overrated. Personally. I think he's a creative mind that just, it's just way too creative for himself. Um, oh, they need to tell him, hey, this is how it's going to be. This is where we're going to box you in. And if you can't like that and work with this, then you need to go somewhere else. Because obviously, he's if he's so creative, it's not working because it's not resonating with the fans. He's just all, he's all over the place. He's got Uncle Howie. He's got a scary. Then he's doing goofy stuff. You don't know if he's a heel or fake. You don't know what this guy is because he's just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Some of the stuff that I see him doing, especially in the second run here. Well, the Wyatt family was okay. He seemed like they had him in a nice little box, but now he's just all over the map. Again, we, we will. I don't know. We, we will. Uh... Continue to watch and see what they do with this guy. But yeah, I mean, you know, in, in some instances here, it does kind of make sense why some of these guys were let go in the first place. You're kind of yeah, seeing it now. Braun, right? like, so, what's Braun done since he's come back? He's been absolutely useless. Well, I mean, he's kind of doing his thing with Ricochet. So, I mean, he's got his little storyline there going on. But I mean, I guess. But you can almost see Braun going downhill. Like, he's with Ricochet. He's one of the biggest guys fighting main events. And now he's fighting with Ricochet. I mean, how much, how long is this going to go? They'll end up like Happy Corbin. Well, I mean, again, I don't know. It's just a saturated talent pool. Maybe just, you know, focusing on certain aspects of it. I mean, again, we'll just see. We we, we, we watch to see, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's all we can do from here. And so far, uh, what I've seen from Braun and Bryce since they came back has been nothing impressive at all. I, I don't blame them for letting him go in the first place. I see why. Well, I mean, he was, he was, he was costing Probably paid Bray a ton of money and for what you get out of him. The guy never wrestles. Uh, he does a couple segments and he's gone. So they pay him. He probably gets a ton of money and it's not worth it. I Again, think. I will. We will live to see see what they're going to do. Who knows? I mean, we got the draft coming up after Mania. So I mean, let's just get to a WrestleMania and see where everyone stands, and then I think we'll have yeah. a clear picture of what's what here, right? Because I mean, in essence, if this match doesn't happen, then Bobby's out of a match. What do you do with no? Him? I, they'll jump him in on a three way match. Or he'll fight. Gunther, they'll do something for him. Well, well, Gun make Gun Gunther, Gunther's going to fight either. Gunther's either going to be in a triple threat with with Sheamus and uh, Drew, or Bobby will be at Mania. Even if Bray can't go, then they'll throw him in the Omos Lesnar match. They'll find a way to do something. They're not going to leave Bobby off Mania. Ah, see, that's where I hate that kind of stuff, man. Because you, with three weeks away, I hate when they fucking throw a match together one week before. That's just the stupidest. You've had two months to build this show. Yeah, but they didn't know Bray was going to get hurt like this either, right? That's the no, thing. no, no, no. I get it. I get it. But I just, it, it just, that takes away from me for Mania. Like, you know, one week away from the show and now you're making this match. Like, this is why they have to have backup plans, right? 
Uh, he'll get a match. I, I don't know. If, I think if it does happen, I think he goes with Lesnar and Omos if Bray can't go. But he'll definitely be doing something. They're not going to sit that guy out. He's too talented. He's too big, too strong. No, no, I sit. get that completely. But I just don't see how he would fit in with Brock and, and Omos, though. That doesn't... He just has to run out there and start hitting him and saying, you guys are scared of me. Bray scared of me. And just start hitting them And they challenge the match. And away we go. And there's so much ridiculous stuff in wrestling, too. They can make I, I'd rather see Bobby come out and interfere in Seth and Logan's match to be angry and pissed off about all, like it's a storyline, obviously like mm-hmm. out, this outside talent coming into wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even have a match and he just fucking beats them up, which could set up a nice Seth and Bobby Lashley feud later on. I don't know. Just thinking. But either way, Bobby's got to be on the card. So we'll have to find something for him to do. If Bray can't go, Bray probably will go, but if he doesn't, Lashley no, I, I, I think the match will happen. It just, if it doesn't happen, then who do you, I, I'm not even going to consider the Brock option. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm just trying to figure out who else they could. Put. You know who would be a good match? Him and that uh, big Australian dude, man. That guy keeps impressing me. Bronson Reed. Yeah. But in wrestling, yeah, he's good. But in wrestling, nothing makes sense half the time. So, I mean, they can make anything happen. Do this, say this, and the way we go. You're scratching your head. Yeah, yeah, and I'll still so, watch it. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. No, 100%. All right. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, what else do you have here? Well, Maybe. I mean, like I said, Raw wasn't that inspiring. It was okay, but I don't know. Mania doesn't feel special right now. I don't know what, what what they're waiting for. We're only a few Raws and a few SmackDowns out, but it doesn't look like it's gaining a lot of traction right now. I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I guess we'll start to see traction now, right? I mean, the next three weeks should... I hope so, because they're waiting way too long here. There's nothing exciting happening. It's just... I think that's the problem with a two-month build-up, too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you basically didn't run. You had a February show, but a whole bunch of, you know, that was early February, right? When was when when was the limiting? February twentieth, February eighteenth. Yeah, 18th. yeah. So, so you basically got like six weeks to build the show. Maybe six weeks is too long. I don't know, right? I mean, I mean, if you think about it, they've been building it since Royal Rumble, right? So you got February, March, no show in March. So you basically had four weeks uninterrupted. And it goes right into the first weekend of April anyway. So, I mean, you're jumping right into it. So. Well, I think just, the problem is, is that the Sammy versus Roman Reigns feud was so hot. And then just, they just killed it off right when they threw Cody there. But the Cody and Reigns feud, it's not that great. It's not that exciting. The fans don't seem that invested in it as they were with Sammy and Roman. They killed that one off. They could have got a few more matches out of it. I get it. Cody run the Rumble. They has to go for the belt. But they should have let. Sammy Zayn get involved in this somehow because that would have put this match over the top. This was from his entertainment point of view. Well, if that was the case, then Sammy should have won the Rumble. I don't think they realized that Sammy and Reigns were going to catch They did. Fire. No, they yeah. did. They knew it was fire from December. They knew this was fucking fire, man. Ever since that day, Sammy came out and said, you're not looking too oozy. Mm-hmm. That should have been the indication of like, oh, fuck. This is going to be hard to bring. And, and I think another part of this, and people hate to say it, and you're not going to hear this on many shows, is that they're not going to come out and say this, but I know Sammy doesn't look the part of a champion, and that's holding him back. You know what I mean? He's he's pale. He's not built. He's not well-kept. He's a great entertainment, a great worker, but I don't know if that's the guy they want carrying their belt around. I think that's part of this, too. That could be a part of it as well, but I mean... It's harsh to say, but you are when you have the belt, you are representing the company, right? Well, here, I'll, 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 no? I'll throw it back to you. I'll, I'll serve it back. Daniel Bryan was scruffy and pale, but they had yeah, to, for long though. 
Well, he got injured again, man. He got yeah, that concussion yeah, again, yeah. right? Yeah, but, but what I'm saying and even is, that they were hesitant on doing it, right? Because yeah. like you're representing the company. No, I get it, but I mean at this point, I but they put it back on him again, anyways, right? Yeah, no, like Daniel he Bryan, he's it. got a little bit of muscle. He dressed a little bit better. Sami Zayn looks like a homeless dude half the time when he dresses, man. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just falling as I see. I'm not trying to put the guy down, look, but like, look, like if if they, he doesn't if, look like a wrestler, right? If they knew, they they should have known. If we knew that this had wheels, mm-hmm. and we're talking F1 rubber on here, that's how fast this was moving. Yeah. Right. Um, they should have done something then. Why would you? I go just think they don't want him as a champ. Yeah, but, yeah, but but then now you're putting everything in jeopardy, as you're saying, right? I mean, if that's think, your opinion, yeah. that's your opinion. I'm sure that's what other I'm thinking. People. What they're thinking? No, I don't no, know. no, 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 no. But but if you're thinking that, there's other guys and girls out there thinking the same thing. I hear it all the time, dude. Right? You're not you're not the only one who thinks that. I I mean, I personally think that this could have been handled better. Possibly, they they could have done something better with it overall. I would have made a triple threat match with with Zane if I'm in charge with Sammy. Cody and Roman. That's how I would have done it. That way, they could have got a lot of this. The fire would have been still burning, right? And I still think they can, right? Because, quite frankly, I mean, are they going to make like we know the tag team match is supposed to happen at Mania with those guys? But as it stands right now, you know, I mean, are we looking at the final Raw or the final SmackDown before WrestleMania to make that match? Is that when they're going to do their Triple H DX reunion, Shawn Michaels DX reunion? Sort of a deal, like oh. I mean, what's going to give here? Because Sammy got the, sh- what's his name, got the shit kicked out of him again last night. Yep. Sammy didn't I come think back. It's going to be like we said before, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. That's what it's going to be. Looks okay. like. Well, but like I said again, we got we'll three, we got six more shows. Okay, three Raw and three Smackdowns before this goes down. Correct. Well, they already got the posters out with Cody and Roman for the belt, so I don't think they're going to add Sammy now. I think that one's just... Any, 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 the ship may have sailed, but like I said, let's see how they build up these programs now. We got three weeks. Let's see what they do. And let's pass judgment after Mania. I mean, that's all we can really do, right? Well, I'm just saying, what I see now, there's no excitement for Mania. The matches don't feel like, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, they'll be good. They'll be okay. But it's not like, I can't wait to see this. I don't see anything right now. I don't think there's been a match... I don't think there's been a match or, or a card that's made me feel that way in a long time at any level, right? Depending on who it is or not. That's the way I look at it. Um, you know, they, I mean, the matches, I've watched the shows and I've come away like, wow, that was a great show. But nothing ever gripped me to say, oh, can't wait for this match, right? There's actually only two matches so far right now that I'm actually excited to see. I should take that back. There's two matches that I'm excited to see. Logan versus Seth, which I think will be the best match of both nights, and Austin Theory versus John Cena. Those are two matches at, right now that I that I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, right now, the biggest name you got is John Cena, right? Yep. There's Hands no, down. there's no, there's no Austin. There's no Rock. There's none of those other guys there. It's just it's no. Cena. He's carrying this one himself. Yep. And I can't wait to see that stadium of green or whatever color his shirts is. Oh, yeah, that's going to be sweet. He's going to have a wicked entrance, too, when he comes out. You know, it's in Hollywood, so you know he's going to have a grand entrance. No, definitely, man. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, again, I, I don't want to pass judgment on any of it. I don't want to, you know, jinx it or, or talk bad about any of it yet. You know, yeah, we'll, see what we'll see what happens. I mean, for me, it's just about building it up. I think the one thing for me personally, I don't want to get too negative on it and go in with a negative sense of letdown already. 
because you'll just look for everything to kind of justify how you are feeling going in, right? I'm kind of going with an open mind. I'm not saying it's perfect. I agree with a lot of what you're saying in terms of, you know, there's nothing that pulls at you. There's nothing that's gripping you no. or anything like that. So, you know, from that perspective, it's, it's just kind of... It's uh, like they're forcing the Cody and Roman story with the... When the Roman and Sammy story was coming naturally, it was a lot of heat. They had a tent with the Cody and Roman, just like it's rushed, it's forced. There's no magic there yet. No, there so. was no magic. And I think, you know what, there, there could have been magic, but I just think because the way he came back so quickly and automatically got that from the match, right? Like, I mean, he won the Royal Rumble, so he automatically got the shot. There's yeah. no build up to it, right? No. Like, I mean, he said last night in his promo, since I've been back, I'm undefeated. Yeah, you've only had three, four matches since yeah, you come back, right? And granted, you got hurt. You were gone for six months since you've been back. So if you've only been back for eight year for eight, nine months, like, I guess by mania time, it'll be a calendar year since he's returned, right? Yeah. I mean, if, unfortunately, and it's no fault of his, of his, the guy's been gone for seven, eight of eight months of that year that he's been back. Yeah. So of course, you're going to be undefeated. Yeah, you've come back with all this kind of you know, fanfare and adulation and everyone's kind of excited for you. And I am too. I am hoping to see good things from him. I'm excited where he can go. Yeah. But I think he came back and he won the match and that was it. He got his ticket punch, right? There's no build up to it. There's no, like you said, the whole Sammy thing, this thing's been building since when, right? Like, I mean, yeah, summertime, right? Yeah. So the, 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 um, the all the you know the the I'm trying to think here. The payoff for this would have been mania, should have been mania between yeah. the two of them. They shouldn't have had an elimination chamber match in Montreal. That that shouldn't have happened. Um they should have built towards the triple threat. I get it. He has to be that match in order to yeah. make it sound exciting. Even if he doesn't go over, even if he loses and it's Cody who pins him, you still keep Roman warm and hot. He didn't lose. Yeah, the hype's there. Yeah. The hype is still yeah. there, right? So, you know, you're not wrecking anything totally in terms of his character at all. But, I mean, again, we're not in that room. And if we were, I'm sure, you know, we wouldn't be doing the podcast anymore because we'd be writing WWE stories. <laughs> but um, Yeah, no, it's true. We never know what goes on behind the scenes. There's always more to it than what we see. No, there A lot of times it's going to be attitudes of people. Okay. So we'll just never quite know. No, we never know. We're only basing it on what we see and what we're allowed to see and what they allow us to see, right? Yeah. And we formulate our opinions and thoughts on that sort of a deal. I mean, at the end of the day, you're always going to have disgruntled people talking shit backstage because they're not on TV at that moment. So what do they do? They pick up the phone and reach out to your local Dave Meltzer and try to shit on something. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, I mean, a lot of this has to do Wrestling. with the disgruntled talents that are back there too. And, you know, that's one thing I've never appreciated is if you make it to the WWE, you have no right. Yeah, you worked hard and you got there and you put your time in. But once you're there, what gives you the right to complain about anything? It's like making the NFL or the NHL. It's the top of best company in the world for, for wrestling. No, I get people, it. Are never, people are just never happy. They think they should be in this spot. This person should be in that spot. And they just, like you said, get disgruntled and leak stuff out to the press and 
you know, sabotaging their own company in a way. I almost feel that people do that more than actually putting effort into actually making a good product for themselves, right? I mean, it, it's still, at the end of the day, wrestling is an individual thing. As much as it's run by a company, you have your writers, you have this, it all comes down to you, man. That's why I love the individual sports more and more as I get older. Because, yeah. like, Cody, like, you know, when we talked to Cody, he, he perfectly said it. Like you can go out on the ice, you can go out on the court, you can go out on the field, you can go in the ring and train, 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 right? Yeah. Not the ring, not the ring. I'll take that one back. And train and, you know, up your skills and make your skills. But you know what? If your defense is shit, if your goalie is shit, if your other guys on, on the offense are shit, then, you know, what's the point of all that hard training? You you still go down with the team. Yeah. Right? And I'm all team. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate teams and I appreciate yeah, no, I know what you're work saying. and effort. In individual sport, you've got nobody to blame but yourself. It's you but versus no, at the end of the day, you got you got your trainers, you got everything else that prepare you for this. But at the end of the day, you go in. It's like writing an exam. No one's writing your exam. You write your own exam. Yeah. You can study, you can be in a study group, but at the end of the day, it's you that has to perform. Right? right. And same with and same with wrestlers. I mean, they're all independent contractors. I don't care what level you're at. You can be Work in the bingo hall, as you like to say, or or yep. or or the labor center hall, if you want to call it that. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, yeah. like yeah, yeah. from from that level right up to the WWE, they're all independent contractors. In fact, the way I work is no different from how these guys work as an independent contractor. Yep. Right. So they can give you everything. It's how you translate it and create it and make it your own. And it's been a long fucking time until Sami Zayn came into the scene, even though yeah. he's been around, but he figured out the formula for this. For this Absolutely. for this particular instance, anyways, right? Yeah, he did. Like you said, he's nothing to look at. He's physically not built. He's pale. He looks like a homeless guy, but we're still talking about him. But he's entertaining. He knows how but he, he knows how to wrestle. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know, and, and, in terms of, and in terms of wrestling. We can't stress this enough, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the moment taker. I mean, you know, he's an example of this at the indie level. Here's a guy that's focused on, he's got five or six moves because he doesn't need any more than that because the whole premise of his character, Thunder from Jalunder, another local guy from here. The guy can wrestle maybe four or five moves. That's it. And average at that on those yeah. moves. No <laughs> knock on him. No, no knock on him. Yeah. But what do you remember? Do you remember the moves or do you remember that fucking facial expression facial expression with his eyes bulging out of his head? The character, yeah, he's got the crowd. The character, yeah. Right? And he what figured do we, it out too. And what do we remember? As long as we've been watching wrestling, both you and I combined, I think we got about 100 years of wrestling viewership between us. Yeah. Right? So you take all that into account and everything. You ask me straight up, outside of maybe one match that I saw, the matches I remember are because of the story and the characters that were telling that story in the ring. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I always come back to this match. Undertaker, Triple H with Shawn Michaels as guest referee in the Hell in a Cell in 2008. Hands down, still one of my favorite matches of all time. Not because the work was amazing in the ring. It's the expressions and that storytelling that was being told during this match. Yeah, it was well done. With JR right. on commentary too for that one. With JR on commentary as well. But if, even if you were to turn him down and just watch it without the commentary, 
the story tells itself because those three guys told the story with their eyes and and yep. their and their expressions and that was insane when's the last time we've seen something like that every like i said you know jake the snake talked about this before uh you got guys in there you know you'll hit them with these moves that should knock you out and that should get you your victory but they're kicking out of those at two exciting i get I it know. but then you get a schoolboy or or a roll-up a small package and you're winning Right, I know. Like you know, so it's just like forget moves or moves. I get it. That's what we like to see. I get it. I want to see some high flying moves, but I'm more impressed by a guy like Bronson Reed jumping off the top rope the way he did last night. Yeah, he's super athletic. Right, I'm more excited about that. Not taking nothing away from Rey Mysterio, Montez Ford. They're athletic. I expect them to fly. You don't expect Bronson to fly like that. No, the way he flew, and he did it with confidence. And again, I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at his face as he's flying through the air. That's yep. where the move is sold for me. It's not the actual move. It's not him jumping off the top rope. It's how he's brought it in. Yeah, how he's right? selling it. Yep. How he's selling it, and, and you know how the other guy's selling it as well. Like, I mean, you know, poor Elias, but I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> it was what it was. I mean, it's yeah. just, that's what I'm talking about. That It's just expressions. And, you know, it, it's more exciting to see a man who shouldn't be standing on the top rope exciting than the guy who and you do see on the top rope, right? Yeah, no, I but, totally agree with you on that. Like, Rick, Ricochet is amazing. I love watching him, and I am impressed. But, yeah. again, I, I let out a, ooh, when I saw Bronson do it. But when I saw Ricochet do the stuff, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because you expect that he looks like he can do it, yeah. Yeah, right. So you know, I don't know, man. Like I said, I mean, let's let's run it down really quick here. So we got Universal Undisputed Title Match: like Cody versus Roman. That's one we know. That's the curtain closer for Sunday night. That's done. Yeah. Ronda, or sorry, uh, Charlotte against uh, Rhea Ripley. That should be fun. I think Rhea's going to win that one. Um, right now, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Bianca, Oscar. That story's building up really nicely. That's yeah, quietly. A... That quietly is being built right. Yeah, right? I, I, I love what they're doing with those two girls, man. And you know, and I think because it's going so quietly and kind of unnoticed in a way, it's going to be a sleeper match, in my opinion. Yeah. Those two Bianca's good on the show. Yeah. Yep. And we got Austin and uh, John Cena. Uh, yeah, Austin John Cena. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, Cena comes back to TV again at least once or twice. He will. He'll come back end. once more at least. Well, he has to at least once more, right? But, I mean, again, the guy's busy. He's doing a schedule. He's trying to make it all work. I mean, I'll give him credit. He's got so many things on the go, yet he still finds the time to do this, right? Yeah. And then we've got Logan versus... Um, Seth? Seth? Yeah, Logan versus that, Seth. That's my favorite match of so far. Yeah, that looks like it looks like it's going to be the most. There are some of, crazy spots out there too. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do, but it's going to be like wow. No, that should be a fun match. Uh, what else do we have? We have uh, Becky, Lita, and Trish against Damage Control. Uh, Io, Dakota, and Bailey. Yeah. So you got that match. So you have that. Brock happening. and Omos. Rock, uh, Brock and Omos. We got that match. We also have Hell, uh, Hell in the Cell with Finn Balor and uh, Edge. Yeah. Edge, so that's kind of locked in. So how many do we got there right now? So one, two, three. Seven, uh, right? Gunther again. I think Gunther's going to end up in a triple match, match, triple threat match with Sheamus and um, Drew. Yeah, that'd be good. 
I have a feeling that's the that, that's the match you open the card with something like that. Yeah, that or the Hell in the Cell. I agree. But I, you know what? I think you know. You know what? Now, if that match is going to go down, I think that's the match you start. Yeah, you got to open with those guys. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And you can have Ray and Dominic not officially yet. But that'll happen. But yeah, you got Ray and Dominic coming up as well. So I mean, what do we have? About eight, nine, ten matches so far. Yeah, and then you Usos versus Sami Zayn. Oh, it's not officially announced, but it looks like so that will happen. I think I think there's probably one or Bray and the other guy, uh, Bobby. Bray and Bobby. Right. So you got twelve matches here. Maybe two more, and you have seven a night. For night? Yeah. yeah. Right, maybe six to seven a night, depending, depending what kind of yep. time they want to give here or who they want to give the time to. Hell in the Cell will probably take a good forty minutes at least. Oh yeah, I right. think so. Yeah, yeah, about that. And then you probably have Bianca and Oscar closing out. It's either Bianca or Oscar or Charlotte and uh, Rhea closing out night one. They're gonna let the women have one main event to close on the men have one. Cody and Roman, yeah. Yeah, so I think you're going to close the show with that on that night. It's what's in between everything else. I guess the question is now, maybe if that's the case, I wonder what the curtain jerker for night two would be. I don't know. I don't know either. Hard to say. No doubt, no doubt. But the greatest story and the greatest the greatest feud that, that could be happening isn't happening, and hopefully that happens before they sell WWE, is Vince versus Triple H. The evil father-in-law versus the kiss butt son-in-law greedy son-in-law dude that story writes itself they can just get out there and wing it you got absolute magic that could be potentially better than austin mcmahon because this is real well it, i mean it has to i don't think it'll ever happen but if they did do it look out it'd be well, money. again never say never you never know right i mean if, if anything maybe vince doesn't come back to the company in the roles that he did but he could come back as a character uh potentially but well, he's the owner. He can step out right now if he wants to. Nobody's stopping. No. I just don't think he wants to put the heat on him. But, man, could you imagine the, the heat they'd have together? Again, this is Money. something you, you would build up for next year, right? Yeah, and what would happen, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. whatever happens, look out. Look yeah, out. yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that would be a really fun story. And I think the other fun story, as much as you probably are going to throw up in your mouth a little bit when I say this, but CM Punk and Triple H feud would be really fun, too. Yeah, that'd be, I'd like to see that, too. Yep. Right? It's the same I, I thing mean, CM Punk's gonna say. What do yeah. you call him? The doofus son-in-law. Yeah, exactly. The doofus son-in-law. Right. Oh, look, so right? Triple H has this. Yeah. So since yeah. I've been gone, Bob. That'd be a good one too. Right now, if H can't go, then this is where you could bring someone up and you know be the guy who fights for H, sort of a deal, right? Like I mean, you know, no H has to do some punching and kicking at least if he's gonna have this kind of feel because it wouldn't be the same. Well, let's see if his health allows him to do it, right? That's the big yeah. issue there. That's the only thing that's holding back Triple H from fighting. I think if he can lift weights like he does, I'm sure someone might couldn't punch and kick for a couple minutes. Oh, in ring, again, I, I think... Um, there's one thing that nobody, I haven't, and I hate to say this, but there's one thing that nobody said about Triple H and his heart attack that he had. I know it's a genetic thing, but all those years of steroids absolutely mess with his heart. He's lucky he's alive. If he would have been a drinker or a smoker like uh, his other friends, he's done. Yeah, I mean, you can't do steroids all those years and have a heart attack. Luckily, he's clean and sober, right? And he's alive. I'm glad he is. Yeah, yeah. Thank God he wasn't a boozer or a drug guy. He'd be toast. No, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Like Mr. Perfect Eddie Guerrero, he'd have been gone. Um, I think that had to also do with the other drugs that they were taking, man. No, no, no. I know that's what I'm saying. So we all know Triple H and steroids like candy. We got that part. What I'm saying is, if he was doing what Michaels and Kevin Nash guys do all those years. His heart would have—he would have been dead when he had that heart attack because he'd been that much more weak. Oh, he's probably, lucky that he's he, he would have probably been dead way before that. 
possible, but I'm glad he made it. But yeah, so yeah, like, because I mean, if you think about it, if he if he kept up with the rest of you know the the clique, right? Um, if he had kept up with the rest of them in terms of you know the way they drank and everything and and all pills, the things he yeah. did and the pills, I think he would have died a long time ago. You know, he would have died in the early two thousands. Probably because he already had a like heart condition runs in his family, right? So yeah, yeah, but I mean, just like in the the grind of the road, working the matches, everything, right? Yeah, uh, you know that that would have really really contributed it to to kind of ending him quicker. And you know that's why I like Triple H so much. Yeah, he's straight edge. He's just a straight edge as. He doesn't brag. That's one thing I don't like about. He doesn't brag he doesn't about. Brag. Yeah, that's what exactly. I hate about. That's that's where I was going with it, right? Like he yeah. doesn't brag like Phil. No. Right. So I mean, he just does it. He just does it, and I think those are the guys that I'm gravitated to, or the guys who just do it. Yep, Vince right? is straight edge too. I don't think he drinks or smoke or does drugs. Who Vince? Yeah, does he? I don't think he drinks. Does he? Uh, I think he likes the odd pop. I never really heard about it. Maybe I'm oh, not yeah. sure. No, uh, trips. Okay, look, trips and I are very similar when it comes to our drinking habits. You may not see us with a drink at all for months or even years at a time, but that odd occasion we'll have a pint. Yeah. Or or have a little tumbler in our hand. You know what I mean? Just for the for, for whatever the situation is, right? <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you saw me drink? A year ago. There you go. Right. And I have no craving for it. And I, we've gone through summer, we've gone through Christmas, we've gone through everything. And I think since that time you saw me drink, I might have had one glass of whiskey since then. That's not bad, yeah. But it's, again, it's just no craving for it, right? Like I mean Yeah. It just it, it all kind of comes down to the lifestyle and what you're into and whatnot. Like I, I, I crave cookies more than I do fucking alcohol. I'm just saying. Yeah, fair enough. Everybody likes different stuff, right? Right. Give me a glass of scotch or a nice plate of home baked cookies. I'll take the cookie. <laughs> Can't go wrong yeah. with those, man, right? No, no, but you're I, right. But I, I think like with me, anyways, drinking has always come down to taste. I mean, a lot of the times I don't enjoy the taste. Yeah, that's for a lot of people. Right. So, I mean, you not know, for everybody. No, but yeah. Anyways, we're kind of digressing here and going off topic and doing our thing. But I tell you what, Chance, why don't we wrap this up here, man? Um, we got a great interview coming up this Thursday with, with an up and coming boxer. Uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll launch that one on Thursday for you guys. And then, guys, either this Thursday or next Thursday, we'll drop the bomb and let you guys know. What's Sampy. happening in the world of Sam and Chance, and you know what what's happening in the world of Sam and Chance? Uh, you got anything? Top five? Anything like that? Yeah, I got a top five for you. Ready? Talk to me. We're gonna do a top five, but not not uh, wrestling. We'll do a little more entertainment based here. Where's sure. the top five places that you've traveled? Top five places that I've traveled. Yeah. Uh, UK, obviously. Um, my number one destination usually. Uh, Mexico would have to be there as well. Um, I've always enjoyed California. San Francisco has always been good to me. I've always enjoyed being there. I really enjoy it. Um, San Diego, for some reason, San Diego stands out to me as a place yeah, a I, I, I would love to live there. It just seems like a cool place. Yeah. But I mean, based on three days, I'm only basing it on being there for three days. Yep. And I really enjoyed it. And um, I mean, I haven't been there in almost 30 years, but I guess when I went to India, that was kind of an eye-opener. Yeah, I bet. Uh, an eye-opener in the sense that I really appreciate where I come from and what I actually have opposed to what life could have been. 
absolutely third world of the first world, right? It's a good good wake up call. No, it's a huge wake up call. And the funny thing is, is like I probably lived like when I was in India, I probably lived as a one percenter. Right. It's not, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I had nothing but privilege while I was there, to be fair. Um, yeah. There was this one time I woke up and I came back like I woke up and went to the washroom. Right. It was about seven o'clock in the morning. I came back to bed. And my bed was already made. Nice. But I'm just saying there's just that love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's service. Right? Right. So, and that's just at the guy's house. It wasn't a hotel. This yeah. is a guy, his only job is to walk around, make sure the floors are cleaned and the beds are made. That's his he job. Bit, he did his job well. That's all he does, man. And there's another guy who sits outside the house and shines your shoes. Wow. Right. So, I mean, levels, right? Yeah. And I always say to these guys when they say, oh, we want to move to Canada, I go, why? Why would you want to come here? Like you'd have to make your own cup of tea. You would have to shine your own shoes. You don't have <laughs> to shine your own shoes. Well, I'm just saying, like they, no, they, no, you're right. But but they don't know any different. That's normal for them. Yeah, it's only you go about only what you know, right? Like North Korea, they don't got internet. They got nothing. They only know they only get to watch a show if the government tells them they can watch. They don't know any different. Dude, in North Korea, uh, I I was watching this interview uh, with this lady who defected. Like the history of North Korea doesn't start until the first guy. Like uh, Kim Jong Jung's dad, yeah, I know. That's, That's where the crazy. history book fucking starts from. I know they're it's insane, right? dude. Those people are so in the dark about everything. And literally everything. in the dark, he cuts the power off. A lot more even have power, bro. He starves the population. If you can't think, you can't organize. If you can't organize, you can't complain. Yeah. So what does he do? He cuts their food rations. He's cut them down to such bare necessities. He's a nut job, dude. Right? Now, we're not a political show, but I'll leave it with this. Why are we sending so much money to, like, Ukraine and stuff, and yet we know what's going on over here, and nobody wants to touch it? Not one nation wants to help this country or its people. Why? Because there's no fucking oil, and there's nothing there of investment for them. That and the guys in that job will start firing off weapons at them and make a big war about it, right? I get it, I get it. But they're going up against a nut job right now who actually will fire off the weapons. Yeah. Right? South Korea is cool. South Korea is like Canada and America. South Korea is yeah. just like here. You can go visit there, have a great time. No, you could. But I mean, it just kind of sucks to know what's going on right there. Yet no one talks about it yet, you know. But, but, but it's yep. a big issue if you're drinking out of a fucking plastic straw. I know that's crazy. This thing, man. Anyways, yeah. that's yeah. another show for another day. We don't want to ruffle any feathers, but you know what? I really don't care. I love to ruffle feathers. It's kind of my thing. Chats, Michaels, man. I think we got a good show here today, man. Uh, do. A little bit of everything, a little bit of a debate, a little bit of argument. No, no argument at all. We're just uh, agreeing, agreeing that things don't look great. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we're both on the same page. But like I said to you, and I'll say to the listeners, we got two to three more episodes each to kind of build off of. Let's see what they mm-hmm. do. And maybe maybe this show will become something. Maybe this Could show be. will look really good. I muted myself. I apologize for that. So okay. I was just talking some nonsense there, but I'll let it go. And you know, maybe yeah. it's best that I muted it. Okay, so on that note, I am Bobby Sampson, and joined as always with me, my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. 
And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, download, subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you guys. So listen, guys, everybody, have a great rest of your week. Be safe. Smackdown this Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. And on Thursday, we'll come back at you guys with another great interview that we did earlier this week. So we'll have that up for you guys. And uh, yeah, and we'll drop some bombs on you guys maybe this Thursday yep. too. So all that being Absolutely. said, everybody, have a great rest of your week. Everyone out there, have a great rest of your week. Please be safe. Stay healthy so you guys can tune into us on Thursday. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. In the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Have a great one, everybody.